Welcome to the Thank You for Laughing podcast, episode 48, where we make light of life one episode at a time. I'm your host, Stephanie Shar, and let's get started. And welcome to the Thank You for Laughing podcast. This is your host, Stephanie Shar. I have an amazing guest today. Her name is Gianna Rackham. She is a relationship coach who has been coaching primarily women for over seven years now, who after going on her own healing journey of overcoming toxic relationships, childhood trauma, cultivating a secure attachment style, healing body image issues, and learning how to attract and let in healthy, fulfilling love, she's been on a journey helping women to deeply love themselves, overcome codependency, and manifest their most fulfilling, healthy relationships. Again, this is the Thank You for Laughing podcast. Thank you so much for being here, laughing with us, listening to us. And Gianna, thank you for being here with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to dive in. Thanks. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've been looking forward to this. Um, I would just love to know more about your story and your background. I know that you've been coaching for over seven years, but how did you get to that point? Everyone kind of has an origin story of how and why they started doing something like this. Obviously being an entrepreneur is not always easy. So you mm -hmm. must be pretty passionate about what you do. So what, what kind of led you to that point? Yeah, you know, I've actually, so I've been doing relationship coaching for, like I said, around seven years, but I was doing coaching. I've, been, I've done like general coaching longer than that. And, um, you know, relationships are such a huge part of life um, and have such an impact in just your day-to-day -day experience. And um, growing up personally in my household and childhood, there was a lot of like abuse and addiction and just unhealthy relationships, narcissism, like codependency, like boundaries being eroded and, uh, and just really toxic examples, to be honest. And, um, I naturally, you know, for those of the, for those of us that know, like the basics that have just done a little bit of therapy, we know how much, you know, or whatever we, we know how much, um, our childhoods affect our relationships. Right. And so like, mm -hmm um naturally I was kind of a hot mess like as soon as I could date right like as soon as I was like dating um just very anxious very like insecure like very codependent very people pleasing like zero boundaries you know always chasing like unavailable men and then also you know at times it's like when people would like me back and like you know be interested in me I would get like very fearful avoidant and be like oh my god like love oh what do I do with this like run away and hide <laughs> you know like pull away they're gonna probably leave you and like reject you and, and not want you anyways so like get out of there <laughs> and um yeah and so it, my relationships were just really unhealthy and really distracting and really all-consuming and so was my self-hatred to be honest um you know and I had like an eating disorder that consumed my thoughts like of every day um it was the first thing I thought about in the morning and just having like panic over food and, you know, whether or not I was exercising and if I was exercising enough, like it was so exhausting, so draining. I was so burnt out from my lack of boundaries that it's just, I like, I, I had to do something, you know, like I had to do something about it if I wanted to exist in, in the world. Right. And like, 
Um, and so I got, you know, after a lot of trauma, a lot of toxic relationships, um, and just really coming like face to face with my own crap and really do taking the time and, and the commitment to really rebuild my relationship to myself and to relationships and, you know, learning so much and healing so much and figuring out what codependency was and attachment styles. And obviously like my own, like spiritual, like perspective on it and, and energy and law of attraction and, um, self-love and just understanding that there was nothing wrong with me and that I was good enough. And those truths and taking them into my relationship to food, to exercise, to my body, to dating, to men, to, to, boundaries and I in my life for the better and couldn't help but give that to other people um because I had to and I just knew that I wasn't alone in the things that I struggled with and I just knew that there was so much more available for people and I just had to give it to other people and so that's always driven me so much around my entrepreneurial journey where it's like you know, obviously there's like a lot of benefit to being an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, you don't technically have an income ceiling. You get to create your own schedule, but obviously there's, there's a lot of like quote unquote risk and uncertainty and, you know, and self-management that like comes with that. Um, but you know, what's, what's the fucking alternative? You know what I mean? Like what's the alternative? Yeah. Like that's worth it. Your life and yeah, like hating your life, not like not feeling free, not doing work that you necessarily are that passionate about. And yeah. And, and I just have a lot of, I have a lot of things to say and a lot of things to share and a lot of things to give that, that just mean a lot to me. And, and I really believe in the correlation between our own healing and like, you know, breaking generational curses and, you know, cause I know so much of my relationship patterning I took on as a child and, and there's something in like for me, that's like, sees in every wounded adult around their relationships just like a child that didn't get what they needed you know and and I think that we can we can do something about that and we can prevent that you know to where people are you know young children are taught better things they're shown different things and that just means a lot to me so drives me (laughs) yes Definitely. I can tell that you're really passionate about it. And, um, I mean, I think that most people probably, I mean, I don't know what the statistics are, but I would guess that most people probably have unhealthy relationship patterns or unhealthy relationships Mm -hmm. or had unhealthy upbringings. And I think, um, we live in a really incredible time right now where women don't have to, I mean, our parents' generation or maybe our grandparents' generation, depending on how old everyone is listening, but, I mean, women like had to be married to have a bank account, to buy a car, to, you know, they didn't have choices. So it was like, Mm -hmm. you were either married or you like, didn't have a life. Like you really, you really didn't have any options. You kind of had to be married just to live in the society. And that wasn't that long ago. That was like in the sixties where like women could finally have those freedoms. And so now it's really cool because we're in this time where it's like, I, can do everything on my own, but if I want a partner, I can have that too. And so Mm -hmm. we're able to make different choices than maybe our parents or our grandparents. So the things that we grew up seeing, 
um, we don't, we don't have to repeat those things if, if we mm -hmm. choose to recognize them and heal them and stuff like that. So, um, what would you say would be the first step for someone who maybe they know that they need to deal with some of these things, but they're like, I just don't even know where to start. Or maybe they, maybe they haven't wanted to start until now. A lot of people know that they're fucked up, but they're like, I don't even want to <laughs> deal with it. Right. They don't even want to admit it, you know, especially mm -hmm. men, which like, that's not even a sexist thing. That is statistically like we're seeing more and more reports coming out about how men are the loneliest they've ever been like there's more single men than ever um, men don't have as many friendships like there's like a friendship drought going on with men right now so um, and I know you work with primarily women but and I know it's not like the same across the board for every gender but um, what would you say for someone who maybe is finally realizing like I really need to get my shit together mm. Yeah, I mean, you have to be honest with yourself about like what it is that you want and where you're at, right? And so like, it can be overwhelming when it's like, oh my gosh, I have like all this crap to to sort through. And, you know, like when I when I have clients come to me, that can be that can be a thing that they feel where they're like, I feel like I have so much to work on, and like, oh my gosh, there's just so much here. And it's like, you know, prioritize it according to what is negatively impacting you the most on a day-to-day -day basis and take it from there and, and and just give yourself a lot of like kindness and compassion and trust your timing and and it's like I think people get so obsessed with kind of like crossing a self-help finish line like a personal development finish line where it's like I did it I yes. got there I made it and people are so uncomfortable with being a work in progress sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, and don't get me wrong. Like there is something to be said about you do, you can get to a place of like arrival around certain patterns, right? Like one example, I don't, I don't struggle with body image at all anymore. And that used to be a daily torment for me. That's amazing. Very badly, you know, and congratulations. So I, 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 thank you. I appreciate that a lot. Um, but it's like, so I believe in that. I believe in big transformation, but at the same time, it's like, we're always going to be growing and evolving in certain kind of ways. And it's like, it's really, there's pain and then there's suffering and we cause unnecessary suffering by making ourselves wrong for being where we're at or making ourselves not enough for being where we're at or like, you know, just beating up on ourselves for it. And it's just not necessary. We don't have to do that. We can be like, Hey, I am where I am. It's my patterns aren't my fault. I, you know, dealt with them. You know, I got to the place of like, now I'm ready to deal with them because of life circumstance, because maybe I suffered enough. And, and there's kind of a divine timing in that I believe. And so it's like, you, you are where you are. And then it's like, you just, you, you put in the work to go where you want to go and, and you just do it. <laughs> right. And you trust that process and you trust the timing of that. And you, and you get to have what you want but you're enough now. Like there's nothing wrong with you now. Like you are already deserving now. And then there's no way you're supposed to be other than where like the fuck you're at right now, you know? And like anything that says otherwise is, is just a lie. And so it gets a lot less overwhelming when you just get honest with yourself about where you're at, what, like where you want to go and you fucking love yourself along the way and you don't make yourself wrong for it. So that's what I would say, to be honest, that's where I would start. Take the pressure off what the fuck do you want, you know? 
Yeah, that's really good. And that's, that's kind of along the lines of what I was thinking, what I was going to bring up next was like, there's a lot of people, a lot of, you know, relationship gurus or whatever you want to call them who will say, you know, you can't really, you can't truly love someone until you love yourself. You can't really be in a healthy relationship until you heal yourself. But then I feel like people are just in this constant state of, well, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, they're in their thirties, forties, fifties. And they're like, oh, I'm actually really lonely. And I wish I had dated someone sooner. And I wish I had kids when I was able to have kids and things like that. And so like, what would you say about the whole being ready thing? Like, is Mm -hmm. there, I mean, obviously like we're never going to be fully healed and perfect, but is there some truth to like, you have to heal yourself first or what do you think about that? I mean, I think that there's a middle ground here, to be honest. Um, And I use this metaphor all the time with clients because I get asked this a lot. And it's like, okay, so there's something to be said about when something is like a really big issue, right? So let's say you have like an anxious attachment style, you get really triggered and anxious in dating, right? And so in your last relationship, maybe you know, there's something to be said about how certain people can trigger us worse than others, right? And so when we're, you know, dating certain people, it's less of an issue. But there is also something to be said where it's like, it's just ours. And it's just there regardless. And we just have to deal with it and, and, and like heal it and work on it. But it's like, if you have found that, like, every time you get into a relationship, you get really anxious, really needy, really afraid of being abandoned. And you start to kind of do these like self-sabotaging behaviors where it's like, you get really reactive and needy, or you self-sabotage, you test them, or, you know, you kind of play these games to see if they'll like chase you or whatever. And it's, and it can kind of get like toxic and then just spiral out of control. And you've had that experience more than once, right? It's not that you're not enough for love, right? It's not that you don't deserve love, but it's also like, are you really actually in a place to where you can sustain a relationship? Um, And this is the metaphor that I use. It's like, if you're going to book a flight somewhere, right? It's okay to have some turbulence, right? A little bit of turbulence. They put your, put your seatbelt on, right? But if there's terrible weather, they're going to cancel the flight to a later time because it's dangerous, right? Like it's dangerous to fly in terrible weather, right? So you're going to like, be smacking your head in the ceiling, a freaking airplane wings going to fly off and you're just going to crash. So like, if you're maybe, I don't know, I'm not, but anyways, it's like, there's a time and a place where it's like being in a relationship is not the move because it's just going to aggravate your triggers in a way that like, you're not in a place to handle them. And it's going to be not only not good for you, but it's not going to be good for the other person. And it's going to be a detrimental experience. And so it's like, when you already know your shit, your patterns, it's like, and you know that they're just going to come up again, take the time, you know, take the time to be with yourself to like, to, to make some progress enough to where it's not about being perfect or being a perfectionist, but it's like where you're actually able to have an overall healthy relationship experience, you know, that's what I think. Yeah. No, that's, I love that metaphor. That really, that really puts it, (laughs) that's a good picture because yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, it's hard to tell, right? So it's like, how do you tell that you're in that middle ground place? Or is it, is it kind of like an, an intuitive feeling? Or is it like you try it and see what happens? And then you're like, oh, wait, okay, no, I'm still getting triggered. I like you kind of catch yourself and you're like, wait, I'm still doing the same things. Maybe I should wait a little longer. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I've typically seen and done with clients, and this was like my own experience too, 
was okay like once your relationship you know just for kind of like a endearing silly way to put it like once you kind of realize okay my relationships are a shit show right like let's let's do something about that right like let's let's let's, <laughs> let's peel it back <laughs> let's peel it back right and like um let's do my part let's heal my shit right and so um it's about there's there's a there's a process that I think has to happen first where it's like you have to create a lot of self-awareness and understanding around your patterns and your triggers and start to unpack them and start to like even alleviate the idea of the trigger just conceptually right because it's like when a trigger is very strong um there's a level where it's like oh my god like even just imagining being rejected again or like being abandoned like i'm like panicking and i'm not even dating right so there's like there's a level of like relief and like um stability and security that you can find when you're not even dating and so i would um make that the goal first and then it's like once you start to kind of like alleviate um those triggers to a level where it's like in in concept it doesn't seem as difficult right that that's if we're you know if life's a video game that's level one right level one great now when you kind of feel ready and you're like hey like i feel like i know my stuff like i've you know, wrote, wrote a letter to my father about my abandonment issues or whatever. And I'm like, I'm feeling a lot better, <laughs> like whatever. Um, time to do that. It's like, and then kind of dip your toe in, like dip your like date. Right. But don't like be afraid to don't be a perfectionist about it. Right. Like as you, like, you kind of have to master it at new levels in my experience where it's like, you feel good alone around your things and then it's like you start dating and then you already have a foundation to build off of and then it's like so you get kind of triggered sometimes and then you kind of have to like reel it back and remember your tr your truths and your tools and you kind of master it at a new level and then you kind of like master it in a long-term relationship and and then eventually in my experience like you just get to this place where you've shown yourself that it's not an issue that you love yourself regardless that you're okay regardless that it doesn't but it doesn't matter regardless when you actually take the time to truly embody it um, throughout your life experience. And then it's just not even a thing anymore, right? Because those those were really big issues for me as well. Like, you know, abandonment and like and rejection and, and being cheated on. Those were like my biggest fears at one point. And those don't, that doesn't come up for me in dating or partnership or in being alone. Any, it's not, it's not something that's like looming over my mind. It's like, oh no, like that could happen. What if like I, I'm not worried about it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not, I'm not expecting it either. And if it did happen, like, I'm not, you know, like it, obviously we don't want, you know, to be cheated on or, but if somebody doesn't want me, like, I don't want you then, you know, like I love myself. And if you're not digging me, like, why would I want you anyways? <laughs> like, if you want to leave my life, like, great. Like why I don't want you to stay. Like if you can't communicate and you want to like do things behind my back, that's information for me. Right. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Like you're already, you're already happy anyway. So, you know, it's like, if you want to leave, just let me, just let me be, you know? Yeah. Kind of I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously That's it's so hurts. You're still human, but yeah. Right. I mean, in my experience, you know, firsthand and with clients, it's like when you're really in alignment, with 
place where you're you don't want love or partnership or that you don't deserve support but it's like that you don't get to receive and like be like taken care of but it's but it's not like you're codependent can't take care of yourself right it's like there's this point where your inner world sets the standard for your relationships right and so when someone starts to seem like they're not interested you're not having the same response. You're not having the response that's like, oh my gosh, like they don't seem as interested in me. Let me chase them. Let me prove myself. It's like, because that's a mirror to an internal feeling of like, I'm not enough, right? Like, I don't really feel like I'm enough and that feels true. And this is like a negative confirmation of my truth. But when that's not your truth, because you've changed that internally and you know that you're enough, you know that you're enough. You know that you deserve to be loved. You you love yourself, right? It's like, if someone isn't treating you that way for whatever reason, right? Sometimes like we're not for everyone, right? Like it doesn't mean that like somebody sucks if they don't like want us or whatever. But it's like when someone starts to not treat you that way, it's not in alignment with what you know that you deserve. And so it's, it, you lose attraction. It's not like, oh, let me chase you. It's like, okay, I, I'm less interested now because you're not as interested in me and, I'm, and you're not wrong for that. You're not, I'm not gonna like demonize you for that, but it just doesn't feel right because it's not what's in here with myself, you know? That's yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like when, when people try to play hard to get, I'm like, that, that doesn't turn me on. It's just like, <laughs> okay, if you're gonna, if you're gonna ignore me, that's like, uh, that doesn't excite me. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not going to chase you. So yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, and there's something to be said about like healthy time management, right? Because it's also like, it's also not really attractive when somebody like puts you on a pedestal, right? And they're like, oh my God, I'm going to like do whatever you want. And I'm going to like abandon myself and I'm a doormat. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, like that's not really, that's not integrity. That's not self-integrity. That's not self-respect. And that's like not really attractive either, right? There's this, there's this healthy middle ground where it's like, you love yourself, you respect yourself. Um, you don't need a relationship, but you choose them, you value them, you adore them and you show up accordingly in how you interact and how much you interact, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel like everything is a balance. So a friend of mine and I, we were talking about how, like, you know, again, going back to kind of different things that different relationship coaches say and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, because obviously there's a lot out there. Right. (laughs) And, um, some of it's BS and some of it's really good. And some Mm -hmm. of it, like, you're not really sure you're like, is this for me or not? (laughs) And of course everyone's different and everyone's going to come to the table with their own advice based on their own experiences and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every advice is probably going to work for different people, but you know, there's some people that, that are all like really big about the law of attraction. Right. And like, Mm-hmm. like being a cer- on a certain vibration, being a certain in alignment, right. For like a certain type of person and things like that. And then there's other people that think that like the law of attraction is bullshit and people are just going to be attracted <laughs> to you. And like, you know, you can do whatever you want with that. So, I mean, I, like, I personally think it is kind of a mixture because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like, like I'm someone who like has been a victim of abuse and things like that. Mm-hmm. And obviously I didn't like I don't believe that I manifested abuse. Like mm-hmm. I don't believe in victim right. shaming or blaming or things like that. And there's some people mm-hmm. that say that, that you did, they're like, Oh, well, everything that happens to you, you manifested it. It's your fault, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. but you know, you can control how long you entertain that and you can use better discernment next time, because maybe you're going to notice red flags that you didn't notice before. And you're going to notice them sooner and stuff like that. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's all a learning experience, but yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think it's also kind of a mixture of 
I guess like the magical and the practical or <laughs> however you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this question a lot. And I think it's such an important conversation to be honest. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that the practical and the spiritual really kind of go together a lot more than people think when you understand it deeper, if that makes sense in the sense that, you know, okay. So like one example, and then I want to talk about like the like abusive relationships because I have thoughts on that too, but like a kind of like lighter, easier example. Right. So I'll use, I'll use my past self as an example. So something that I used to be in relationships was a big pattern was I would chase avoidant men, like emotionally avoidant men that weren't like really choosing me. And so essentially, if we're talking law of attraction, energy, energy is emotion, right? And so I was in an emotion of lack. I was in an emotion of, of desperation of not feeling enough of being afraid of being abandoned, right? Of not being wanted, not being chosen. So I was I was radiating like a vibration of abandonment, right? Because it's not, the universe isn't, I want this. I don't want this. It's like, where's your focus, right? And if we're talking law of attraction. And so like, I was in this focus of abandonment, abandonment, rejection, rejection, fear, 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 right? And so those fears, right? Because the psychology backs this up too, right? It's like they, if we want to take the energy conversation off the table, it's, Oh, like you're drawn to what, you know, what's familiar. You're like having this negative confirmation of your beliefs, right? Like your childhood wounds are being validated. Right. And, and it's like the same thing, but it's like, I, so I was in that like scarcity, that anxiety. And because that's what I believed, I found myself gravitating towards those, those kinds of men and choosing those kinds of men that validated those beliefs for me. And and playing out this like negative self-fulfilling prophecy where I would get worried, I would get triggered, I would get reactive, I would self-sabotage um, in, in who I was choosing or um, the things that I did that would push them away that would be like, hey, look, what you didn't want happened, right? And some people would be like, oh my gosh, you manifested it. And some people would, would and that's what the conversation would be. And for other people, they would be like, oh my gosh, like, you didn't manifest anything. It's just that, and it's not your fault, but it's like you had, you, you were drawn to what was familiar and you had this like negative story that you created a self-fulfilling prophecy around. Right. So it's like, I think that they sync up for a lot of people more than they think, but I don't think, I think that we can acknowledge our power without taking responsibility for other people's behavior or choices or making other people's behavior or choices our fault, because we're never responsible for what other people do, right? We're not responsible for other people's abuse or how they treat us. That's theirs. That's their choice, right? We're not, we never deserve that. And so, you know, in the conversation around like abuse in relationships, there's something, you know, and this is something I've, I've thought a lot about, you know, obviously I work in clients and my own experiences and childhood and, and things like that. And it's like, I think that there's more to the conversation than, oh, like I attracted, <laughs> I attracted a view. This is my fault. Like, I don't believe in that either. Like, I think that that would be a really gross, oversimplified thing. That's just icky, <laughs> but you know, um, if we're talking just to one example of one way that abusive relationships can look right. We're talking, um, 
you know, this is, I'm going to kind of generalize here, but so if we're saying like maybe an empath and a narcissist, right? So if someone is an empath, right? Or like a codependent, right? So maybe they are someone who really struggles with boundaries and self-abandonment and people pleasing. And so technically these narcissistic people are kind of trying, like everybody's attracting them, right? They're, they're going where they can get in, right? It's not that, oh, you were a match, you attracted it. Although you could, you could spin it that way if you want or whatever, but it's like, you know, if the codependent, the, the empath, you know, ultimately believes like, and, and this is fueling their behavior where they're not setting boundaries or they're not pacing a relationship where it's like, I have to abandon myself to be loved. And so maybe they're like pacing the relationship in alignment with like the narcissist or, you know, and then they're getting like super like enthralled in the relationship and, and then they like lose themselves. And then maybe deeper down, they have this belief that like other people's feelings are their responsibility and their fault. And so when the narcissist is like, I'm not happy with you and I'm going to stonewall you and I'm going to abuse you and I'm going to put you down because you did this and, you know, and right. And it becomes this really like toxic thing. There's a confirmation happening on like a deeper level of, of certain beliefs or certain patterns or certain behaviors. And and again, it doesn't mean that it's your fault. It's not anybody's fault. how, How other people choose to be other people are responsible for their behavior and, and I speak from personal experience because I've had, I've had toxic relationships myself and I've seen them a lot in, in my childhood as well, but it's like, we can own our power in the sense that I'm not responsible for other people's shit and I didn't attract them, but I can see how, if I now know that I'm not responsible for other people's happiness and it's not my job to abandon myself to please another, or I set boundaries or I, or I slow down or you know, whatever it is, then these people can't come in. They don't make the cut. Like they filter out naturally versus it being like this whole like victim blaming conversation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like you, sometimes it's like, you don't, you don't know until you know, you know, exactly. like, like mm-hmm. in my, like in my experience, I, I had, I had heard like the word narcissist thrown out like, oh, that person's such a narcissist. They're full of themselves. They take too many selfies, like that kind of thing, like, right. <laughs> I, which obviously is not the right definition, but like, of course. I didn't know, I didn't know like anything about any of this mm-hmm. stuff when it happened. Right. And, um, so, I mean, the, I guess the yep. silver lining of it happening was it like led me down this really amazing journey of getting to know myself more and my patterns more and, you know, and getting to take my power back and like having that opportunity. And so mm-hmm. you get to decide like what you do going forward. And it's kind of like, are you going to open that door? Are you going to keep, you know, fanning the flames of, of what that person is doing, you know, mm-hmm. or how much are you going to allow? And especially once you've been through it, then you can, then you can see it more and you can pick mm-hmm. up on it more. So um, you're able Absolutely. to set those boundaries. And when you said earlier, how like learning more about how you are in relationships, you know, you can use that power in other areas of your life too. Like you're talking about like with your eating disorder and things like that. And it's kind of like, it just like when you kill yourself in one area, it just leaks out into everything else. And so being Mm -hmm. able to recognize who you are in relationships, like that's, I mean, that's only going to enhance your life for the better. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. There's like, once you kind of show yourself 
Well, okay. So first of all, right. Like you, I agree with you. Like we don't know until we know and like our journeys and our experiences are our own and we do our best with what we know and where we're at. And then we take that and we can make our lives better if we choose and, and we can become even more powerful and discerning and all these great things. And there's something to be said too, like once you kind of and, and every human I think is going to have to do this at some point or another, or has in some area, once you kind of show yourself that you can heal around something deeply painful or traumatic, you empower yourself in every area, to be honest, like, you know, to reference like the eating disorder thing, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, you know, fucked up experiences, just to be honest, um, of, all things across the board, relationships, like financial, body image, health, family, like sexual assault, like so many things. And my, like my eating disorder that I had when I was younger, the way that that deeply intricately affected like my mental health on a day-to-day basis in such a huge way. And that was just so intense. And the fact that I like confronted that and changed that and shifted that in such a significant way, like, I just know that I can do anything, like, to be honest, like that, like that just shows me that like, fucking bring it, fucking bring it life. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't. Um, Unavailable for the chaos, but at the same time, like, like, I just, I feel capable, you know, I feel capable because that's, yeah, one of those things that really just And I think that we're divinely capable for our desires. I think that whatever we truly desire to overcome and want to create for ourselves, I think we're meant to have. And I think that we are inherently capable of doing and being. And I think that that's ultimately true. And then I think that there's another layer of confidence that comes in once you have fucking done it, you know, in some area. And then that serves you in every other area too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been through, I've been through a lot too. I mean, I think, I think most people have, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. at this age been through some kind of trauma, some more than others. And, um, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's lives are different. And I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. believe that like you have to go through chaos and trauma, like to like receive good things to deserve good things. But I do, Mm -hmm. but I do believe that like, I, appreciate so like my biggest thing for years and years and years was money and like once Mm -hmm. I healed that whole situation and changed my life and my son's life Mm -hmm. like I appreciate everything so much more that I have Mm -hmm. because it was like I didn't even I couldn't even afford basic things for a while so now it's like I just I just think it gives you so much more appreciation when you do have that healthy relationship when you do have that healthy body image or whatever it may be because you've experienced the opposite. Right. And so, um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think it just, it doesn't like, you don't have to go through all that to get to, to the top of the mountain, but you just, you appreciate the view mm-hmm. so much more, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like once you're up there, yeah. you know, so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's just what I think, but, um, I agree. I completely agree. I think, you know, I think that it's like, if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks's work, if not, you know, whatever, but I love that the, the term that they use for things like that, where they're like contrast, right? Like when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want, but also when you know what you do, when you see what you do want, you know that you want it too, right? Like it's, it's both where it's like, we can have 
And I also think that there's something to be said about how our own inner work and healing becomes like the privilege of our like future children, right? So it's like where we've kind of worked on relationships and then we're like modeling different things and we kind of pass those down and there's like such a beauty in that. But also, you know, it's like, there's always going to be contrast in the world, right? So it's like, even if you're born into, because there's always somewhere next that we can go to, there's always a level of, even when we have everything, there's still more to have. And so we can feel the, the next layer of what maybe isn't there. And that's always an option. Um, and I think it's an important thing that inspires desire and growth and evolution and expansion that is such a huge part of the human experience and life and fucking humanity and, like, you know, um, just evolution in general, right? Where it's like, even if you grew up in a household where your needs were met and you were loved and you had like a healthy, stable, like family structure and, you know, you were taught healthy things about money and body image and all these things, that's amazing. And you take it further. We always take it further. There's always more to, to go, right? So it's like, okay, like maybe I have healthy ideas about body image, but like, I want to be a fucking athlete. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, and so it's like, you feel the, you can feel the lack of what's not there and, and it can inspire you. Right. And so there's, there's a healthy relationship to desire where we can acknowledge what isn't there while also really appreciating what we have while moving towards the more that I think is important on both ends, you know, like regardless of where it is. And obviously um, some experiences are more extreme than others. And we also, we don't have to, we don't have to suffer, (laughs) you know, or be like abused by life in order to, you know, have good things. I think that we are inherently deserving of, you know, joy and abundance and love and all of those things I agree with you and I think um I I agree with you that it's a fucking wonky idea to think that like we have to suffer in order to like grow or like you know have good things I agree 100 percent yeah I was raised really religious I don't know about you and that was like a big thing was Mm -hmm you need to suffer in the name of Jesus and then you'll be rewarded in heaven. And it's like, I, I want to, I want to like have a good life now. Like, is that bad? Like, is it bad that I want to be happy now? And so I had to, you know, go through, like deal with that, those patterns as well. And those thoughts and heal from that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So I know that you recently went through a breakup and Mm -hmm. um, I love that we're going to talk about this. (laughs) Well, that's why I asked you. I mean, I ask everybody like before we do this, I ask if there's any like off limit topics and stuff like that. Obviously, I I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, but you were like, yeah, bring it on. So um, and you also were pretty open about it on your Instagram. It wasn't like a secret, Um, Mm -hmm. but you guys looked so happy and you were so happy and you talked about that, like how like it was a good relationship. And so um, I guess just tell me more about that. Like, how did you know that, you know, cause that's just so interesting to me because I'm like, well, I'm single and I would just like to be with like anyone. So <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously a good right. healthy relationship, all of that, but you know, how did you know that? Like, 
I guess he's not the one quote unquote. I don't know if you believe in the one or I don't know, like what, what mm -hmm. kind of, what happened there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, there's like so much here that I could say it. And what I will say, um, is so I hope this is okay to share. I'm pretty sure it is, but like, um, so I, I launched my own podcast and in episode one, I'm like doing the comes out tomorrow, actually. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, you can share whatever you want. Right. Yeah, okay. we'll go listen. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. But I'm, you know, like, obviously, like, as a relationship coach, and, and, and I'm open about things, like, because I believe, you know, I think that there's something so valuable and beautiful about just being able to connect human to human and it not just being like a teacher relationship where it's like, here's what I know. And, you know, and I like a big part of my work that I love is, is the connection and the sharing and sharing my embodiment and sharing my experiences. So I think it inspires people, but I also think it helps people feel like they're not alone. Um, and that matters to me versus just speaking conceptually. And so, so I share, right. Like I share a lot about my past, um, my present, like when it, when I, when it feels good to do so, you know, um, but yeah. So as somebody where that's been the case, I've gotten a lot of questions, you know, I've gotten a lot of questions from my audience, my followers, and I've welcomed it. You know, I think it's, it's healthy. Like if I was in somebody's audience that I really looked up to and their relationship and all of these things, and they went through a breakup, I would be like, kind of curious. I would be like, what, you know, I would be curious. I'd be like, I want to understand. Like, I want to know, like, I, I trust, like I've, have a level of respect for you and your work and I and I'm so curious you know what I mean and so I've been I've welcomed that I've invited that and you know there's there's so much that I could say because I don't believe in like one the one right like I think that we have different ones or soulmates at different times in life um and I think that and this is like a whole different can of worms but like I, people can be really weird about like allowing whether or not they're in a relationship, you know, especially like with a man, <laughs> like to define like your validity as like a human and like as a woman, as a person where it's like, you know, oh my gosh, you're in a relationship with man, like, therefore you must be lovable and like have it together. And like, you know, but if, if you're not with that man anymore, then like there must be something wrong with you or you or whatever. But, you know, so as far as the breakup goes, um, you know, when my ex fiance and I got together and we were together about eight years, um, I really was at this place where I'm like, okay, I felt this like true deep desire in myself that was like, I want a serious relationship. Like I'm ready for that. And it didn't feel like it didn't feel codependent. It wasn't like, oh my God, I can't be alone with myself. Come save me. It was like, no, like <laughs> I'm good within myself. Like, and I'm, and I'm truly like ready for this experience and I'm ready for something that like can grow with me like over time. And it's truly a healthy, like beautiful, fulfilling relationship. And that's exactly what it was. And I got that. And I was in my early, I was like, that was eight years ago. I'm in my late twenties. So now but it's like so I was a bit younger but I still had a lot of awareness and knowings and embodiments that were true around like what a healthy relationship looks like and how to call that in and I did right but there's something that like separate from all of that where it's like even though I know like what a healthy relationship is like and like how to call that in there's something about in over time 
you change you like your your preferences and what you maybe want or what you maybe value in a relationship you get to know that more in time throughout life and there's something to be said about a relationship growing with you and being able to like evolve with you and and my relationship my last relationship did that a lot but then it just came to a point in time where it's like okay there's things that i that I value in a relationship that I now know that I value that just aren't here. And to try to get them to be here would be either abandoning myself or trying to, or my partner abandoning himself. And so it just kind of felt like it ran its course and it wasn't, and it wasn't a failure. It didn't mean that he wasn't my soulmate. It didn't mean that like something went wrong. It didn't mean that we failed. It just, we don't need a relationship to be forever to be valid. Like, you know, like a relationship is not a life raft. Like it's okay to, to be single, you know? And like, and so that was essentially what happened where it's like a reason, a season or a lifetime, like the relationship just ran its course. And I don't, it just wasn't meant to be in my life forever. And I, and I, and I never needed it to be, you know what I mean? Like, why like why does somebody always have to be in our life like like who says that like where does that idea come from it's like oh if I'm not in a relationship then what does that mean about me or like you know people can have so much like weirdness around relationships ending and they're like it failed it failed it failed it failed it's like there's so many different things like a relationship isn't just meant to not every relationship is like meant to be forever sometimes a relationship kind of as I I literally said this like verbatim on my podcast which was like sometimes relationships come in and they rip your heart out and shit in your brain and they show you to your trauma and your pain and your patterns and your boundaries or lack thereof and one could say that's a successful relationship right and sometimes a relation there's there's different things that determine what a successful relationship is other than the length you know what I mean and so 100 percent yeah and so I just think that, you know, if I were to put it in like muggle terms <laughs> that are just like so basic, like it just ran its course, you know, like it just ran its course. And um, there were just things like our relationship was good and it was healthy and it was fulfilling in so many ways. But I just, I started to learn myself deeper and, and just get really in my pleasure and my body. And there was just certain things from like, it's just. I could, I could stay in this relationship. I could stay in this relationship for the rest of my life and it would not be a bad relationship. And it's not that I expect a perfect person because I don't, and I'm not a perfect person. Nobody's perfect. And it's not like, oh, the grass is always green on the other side, but there's a balance where it's like, even when you don't expect a perfect person and you, and you commit to your relationship and you show up for it and you're intentional, you're intentional with yourself and you know, and you have your own sense of happiness separate from your partner, you also still have to be honest with yourself about what it is that you really fucking want and you really fucking value. And to be honest with you, I think a lot of people would have stayed if they were in my shoes. They wouldn't have left the relationship because I think that there's a lot of people in the world that repress themselves and that don't really, that, that don't really let themselves have what they want because it's inconvenient and it's scary to acknowledge and and to be honest, I've never been like more like, because I'm, I've acknowledged what I want and I'm like letting myself have it. And even though it was not the easiest thing to do, 
but I feel like I'm being really true to myself and I've never felt like more fulfilled and like turned on and like happy and like good in my life. Yeah. And it's not be be because I'm being true to myself and like what I want and I'm living in alignment with that. And it feels really fucking good to be honest with you. I will not lie. <laughs> so yeah, um, that like you can be, you can be single and happy. Like it's, it's, a it's possible. Like I, I feel like, you know, people, first of all, I think that people are really uncomfortable with change. I think that their change is really scary to most people. And I think that when they see someone else make a big change like that, it triggers something in them where, and I know some people are just genuinely curious and they just want to know because they care about you and stuff like that. But I think that some people are judgmental of it because it triggers something in them because they would never do that. And maybe they're in not even a healthy relationship. Maybe their relationship sucks, but they're like not willing to leave. And they're like, oh, well, I would, I would never leave, you know? And it's, it's mm -hmm. almost like it makes them uncomfortable because they wish that, that they could do it too. Or, you know, it's yep. something like that. I mean, I think it's, it's okay. And like you said, it's okay for things to end. And I just think as a society, we put so much weight into the length and sometimes it's not even a relationship. Sometimes it's a friendship. Sometimes it's a career. Oh, this person worked here for 40 years. Okay. Well, but were they miserable? Did they hate their right. life? Are they, do they have health problems now for the rest of, li of their life because of that job? And then they're, they're you know, they're going to die two years after they retire. Like, oh, but they were there for 40 years. So that's more important. Um, you know, and I think that can make people really uncomfortable, um, because mm -hmm. it kind of makes them think about their own lives and their own world and, and what they're dealing with. And, yep. and that's, and it's, it's scary. It's scary for them. But, um, and I, I totally relate to the whole, like, oh, there must be something wrong with you. No one wants, cause clearly if you're not with someone, that means no one wants to be with you and you're not attractive. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I, someone that said the other day, um, am I, am I frozen? You like froze for a second. Can you hear me? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking for a second and see if it fixes itself. Probably find this moment. Cause you like, you froze. like froze. It's just okay, your I'm picture. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's like the Wi-Fi or what, but, um, what was I saying? Oh, so it's, so someone actually brought up Jennifer Aniston the other day and they're like, mm -hmm. because she is, to me, she's like, you know, the epitome of like overqualified, you know, like she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. She's successful. She's this amazing woman. Like, of course it's worthy of a relationship. I think she's overqualified for most men. And this guy, of course, was a guy who was saying, um, you know, well, there must be something wrong with her because like, why is she still single? Like, you know, like who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to marry her, you know, I, I know, right? at that. <laughs> and then I'm thinking in my head, well, I mean, I've been a single mom for six years, so I guess there's something wrong with me, but like people have like said something like that to me, like, well, you're still single. What's wrong with you? Like, and I'm like, um, I don't think, it, I think I'm pretty cool. Like, <laughs> you know, or why are you single? You're so pretty. You know, that's like the worst, you know, like being pretty means my life should be like, I should have everything I want. Right. So, um, I don't know. I just, I just think that's so interesting that as a society and it's, and it's usually from married people. They're like, Oh, well I'm married. Why are you not married? And it's like, I don't know, go away. I mean, <laughs> and I, th I think that there are happy marriages, but like at the same time, uh, there's a lot of people that are married 
that are fucking miserable that have the driest goddamn vaginas you <laughs> like <laughs> you know like yeah I mean, that's I like small dick energy that. you know it's like my my heart breaks for you know the people that are in a relationship and are unhappy and my heart breaks for the people that are single and are unhappy because it's it can go both ways and it can and you can be really happy and at the right place in the right time with yourself on either end too you know like relationships take work you know being being single takes work right like you can be miserable in any experience and you can be deeply fulfilled in any experience. It's just like, what is truly right for you right now? And it's like the whole Jennifer Aniston conversation, I think is such an interesting one because it's like, you know, being overqualified for a relationship there, you know, certain men, uh, you know, like, yes, there's something to be said about, you know, with higher standards, your, your options are less, but, but again, like if you're rare, then they're rare and the rare people find each other. That's my belief and it works out, but there can be other issues at play other than being, you know, beautiful, successful, and like whatever, there can be deeper emotional stuff happening that that's relevant and makes a negative impact. But also too, it's like, it's so, it's really gross. And I invite everybody who hears this to like really reflect on if this feels true for you, where it's like, why do we have to define our validity and our worth as, as people, as women by whether or not somebody is loving us and usually a man, right? Like, oh, if a man loves me and wants to be with me and I, and I'm with them, then therefore I must be valid and worthy and valuable because some, because a fucking man is deciding that I'm valuable. It's like, all like I could have a boyfriend right now if I wanted one. I'm sure the same, the same is true for you. But it's like, is that in highest expansion and truth and, you know, alignment for where you're at, you know, for me, no. Yeah. And I have settled and it's, 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 it never works out, you know, it never, it never works out when you settle and like, you know, that you're settling because there have been times where I was like, for the longest time, and I don't want this episode to like be about me, but for the longest time I had it in my head that like because I'm a single mom, I'm not enough for my son. And like, I need to be with someone. I need to get married as soon as possible because my son needs a father because he needs a whole family. Because again, I was brought up really religious and I, I was told we had a broken family and you know, all of those mm. things. And so I felt like, like, it, like I almost like was blaming it on the fact that I had Trey and I was like, I don't want him to ever feel like he's missing out on anything, but like, the reality is like, he doesn't want anything different. He doesn't really care. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) Like he's happy. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, um, I kind of like had that idea in my head and then I just over time, I had to just start telling myself like, no, I am enough because if I wasn't enough, then I wouldn't even be in this place. Like, I really do believe that we are in the right place at the right time. You know, we're, we're always exactly where we're supposed to be. Right. And it's like, I was, given this calling, whatever you want to call it, but you know, I, I was, I'm a single mom for a reason and this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And I may never know Mm -hmm. why, but like, I'm going to enjoy it. And when I decided to enjoy it, you know, really made life easier, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, I love that. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's yeah. beautiful because I think that's very true. You know, I've had a lot of clients, excuse me, that are single moms. Um, you know, and that's it. That's my idea, right? Like we're, I think having a support system is important, right? Like different like role models, all the things or whatever, but there's so many different ways that that can come through. And also like, I agree with you. I think that there's a divine aspect at play where, you know, this is, this is what I believe on a spiritual level that I think our children's souls, like choose us, choose our souls. And they're born into our experience because there's certain things that like out of having us as their, as their parents that they're meant to get that support them and, and being whoever they're supposed to be in this lifetime. That's truly what I believe. And I think that you are exactly who you're supposed to be in the timing that you're supposed to be. And it's perfect for your son. You're, you know, for anyone, I think that that's true. And we just, it's just our job to be on our path, to know it's enough, to trust it, to want what we want and let in what we want, but not tell ourselves that like we're flawed or we're, or there's something wrong with us because our experience doesn't match somebody else's idea of what it's supposed to be, you know, like, so I love that. I love that you feel that way. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. And yeah, it's like, why, why do people care so much if like other people are single or not? It's like, why do you, why do you care? (laughs) You know, like, why is that such a big thing? I'm way more concerned about these, you know, about people that are in relationships that are having sex once a month. I'm very concerned. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, I mean, there's people that probably haven't had sex for years, which yeah, it's yeah. Disturbing to me. (laughs) I'm, you know, I'm just kind of like playfully talking shit. (laughs) Yeah. In a, in a loving way. (laughs) Like, how you doing? How you guys doing? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. There's more I could say, but well, yeah, but not on the air. Um, (laughs) um, but this has been so fun. Thank you so much, Gianna, for being here. Um, do you have any last words of wisdom or pieces of advice or anything that you want the listeners to know before we close? Yes. Your life is fucking yours. Your happiness is yours. Be true to that. Honor that. Whether that's to be single, date, be a freaking polyamorous like bdsm chick like whatever like it's your life you have to live it and be true to that and don't be afraid to like go against other people's ideas or even ideas that you picked up from other people that are not yours they're really like causing you to not be as happy as you could be and be really honest with yourself and let yourself have that because you deserve it and i think that that's a big theme of what we talked about and and yeah, so I think that's important. So that's what I would say. Awesome. Love yourself. Be happy. Be true to yourself. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Awesome. Yes. So where can people find you? How can we support you? All that good stuff. Yeah, so um, one of my favorite places to hang out on the internet is uh, my Instagram, my handle is at Gianna Love and Light. I post content pretty much daily that's helpful um, on my stories and, you know, videos and things like that and posts. Um, I also have my podcast coming out. The podcast is uh, as of tomorrow. Um, <laughs> the podcast is called I Really Love Myself. And so it's going to be really great. 
Um, and you know, if you're into podcasts, which you probably are, if you're listening to this, <laughs> come hang if you want. Um, yes. I'm on Facebook as well. You can just search my name, Gianna Rackham. Um, you know, website, giannalightworker.com. I'm all, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I know you're one of those people. Gianna is one of those people, you guys, who like, she posts really solid content all the time. Like your reels are super... <laughs> They're, they're like super helpful and informational. And I mean, they're so fun and stuff like that. But I know for me, like my Instagram is so random. I'm just like, it's, it's basically like my journal. I'm just like, this is my I life. And I'm like, I don't really, I'm like, I don't really care if anyone else cares about it, but it's just like, it's when I was younger, I really liked scrapbooking. It's like my online scrapbook. So I'm like, look oh, at I it love if you that. want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Gianna is amazing. Lots of free content. And, um, but you're also, are you doing, um, you're doing one-on-one coaching right now, right? I thought I saw something about that. Or are you doing like group stuff? Um, at the moment, I'm doing a, a couple of things. Um, I just uh, had my codependency course open. Um, I have a few one-on-one intensive spots available that are kind of like shorter term one-on-one stuff. Um, so yeah, like where you can just kind of do like one-off sessions or like a week of boxer with me and things like that perfect well thanks again so much for being here thank you everyone for laughing with us thank you for listening and we'll see you next time 